Good day, everybody. This is Shannon Price, the Mind Mechanic. My goal in life is to change the way people see and treat themselves, to educate, empower, and evolve. I've dedicated a huge portion of my life to help each person become the best version of who they are, one step at a time, and to teach them how to continue to do this for life. You and I have one thing in common. We want to constantly improve our lives to be the best version of ourselves. But many people have lived their lives pretty much the same way for a long time, stuck. You are capable of making the biggest transformation of your life. You are capable of becoming unstuck. So we get stuck all the time. We get stuck doing things we don't want to do, thinking things we don't want to think, feeling things we don't want to feel, and we imagine that this is just who we are and that we're just stuck this way. But if you consider all those ways we have made ourselves feel stuck, becoming unstuck is just a change in perspective. It's a change of mindset and behavior. So how would it feel if you couldn't find that feeling of anxiety or fear any longer? Because you know how to control it and you know how to take charge. So what is it that you struggle with internally? What is it that causes external anxiety and emotion or actions, patterns of behavior that you just wish would stop? I know how to help you and I know how to help you help yourself and I know how to make it stop once and for all. So what if you could spend just a little time with me and learn how to do this for the rest of your life? I heard a quote the other day, we are all in the same boat, but we are all sailing different seas. And guess what? This could not be more true. So today we are gonna cover the unsolvable puzzle. So what do I mean by that? When we suffer a traumatic event in our lives, and it doesn't matter when it happened, it can be when we were little children, it can be five years ago, but that doesn't matter. It doesn't make any sense to us. And we often get locked into that moment and a part of our subconscious becomes unable to move forward until we can make sense of it and put it to rest in our mind. This then becomes that unsolvable puzzle. Signs of this could be that you struggle to enjoy alone time, maybe due to negative thoughts invading your thinking. And some people will often look to drinking or drugs to numb the feeling, or maybe you just want to sleep all the time and quiet those thoughts. But listen to this. If we had a jigsaw puzzle and we knew that we didn't have all the pieces, we'd stop trying to solve it. Our mind only engages with the things that it thinks it has the possibility of achieving. And I have friends that love jigsaw puzzles, and I'll tell you that if they have a thousand piece jigsaw puzzle and it's missing a piece or two, guess what? It goes in the trash, right? They stop trying to solve it. 
So by letting your subconscious mind know that this traumatic event was never even meant to make sense, and anything that we're going to learn from it was learned at that time, now you can give yourself permission to be concerned only with the puzzles that can be solved. Those are the puzzles of today, not yesterday. The things we do today, not yesterday. So not letting go of things that happen, um, which we have no control over, could be a childhood trauma, it could be an adult trauma, but all of this can affect our own self-esteem, our relationships, job, family, and especially our self-care, which we put on the back burner anyway most of the time, especially especially if you have a family you're taking care of and you listen to the news and everything that's going on, you need to know all of this stuff, but what happens to your self-care, right? All right, I knew that. I knew you were going to say that. So learning that we actually had no control over what events happened, it might be the hardest part. Instead of constantly trying to figure it out and ask why, why this, why that, why me, we can just file it away and learn from it. So a great cause of anxiety is early trauma. When something bad happens and we're unable to process it fully, then it just sits there like a puzzle that can't be solved. We can't work out what we did to cause this due to the undeserved and unpredictable nature of the incident and the fact that we were oftentimes way too young to have any hope of understanding it. As a result, we can't work out how to stay safe from it in the future. So we never even were responsible for it. It just happened. So if our mind is, is doing all this holding on to that trauma, and inevitably revisiting it and revisiting it in an attempt to resolve it, then we might just look at this as a thankless task. If this puzzle can never be solved, maybe we should stop trying to solve it. Maybe it's time to allow that part of our mind to file it away under, quotes, that doesn't make any sense, quote. Because when something doesn't make sense, that's okay. It's really okay. Not all things in life are meant to make sense and not all puzzles are meant to be solved. So I have an example for you. One of my clients, who's an older woman, grew up in a household where she was sort of in what I call the Cinderella syndrome. She was an unwanted child. She was the child of her mother's affair. She was born into a family that already had a brother and a sister for her. This woman was shunned. She was called names. She was locked away in a closet. She was never given clothing and didn't get to sit and eat at the table with her family for meals. Um, I remember she told me that when she went to school, she was in high school, junior high, she had to make her own slap together peanut butter sandwich, take it to school with her, put it in her locker. And on her lunch period, she would open the locker, stick her head in the locker and eat the sandwich as fast as she could and then go to the library for the rest of her, her lunch period. 
unfortunately, that didn't solve any of her problems. And she never realized that it wasn't her fault that all of this happened. She was just born. She was just born. So her life went on and on. And she tried her best to make her mother love her and be proud of her. Um, she actually, and I'm going to make this a shorter story. I can make it a lot, lot longer if you like, but I'm going to make it a shorter story. She actually went to different universities she has um, doctorates and master's degrees. She's a dentist. Uh, she has a degree in marine biology. Uh, she has all of these things that she thought would make her parents happy and proud of her. They couldn't care less. They could have not cared less. So this woman went through life believing that Everything her grandmother, her mother, her father, her friends, and her brother and sister told her about being fat, ugly, she didn't fit in, they don't want to have her around. Her mother told her she should have never been born. And on her mother's deathbed, she saw her mother and her mother said, you should have never been born. So this woman carries this with her. This is an unsolvable puzzle. She tried her best to make sense of all this. It never worked. It never will work. And what happened when she saw me for three sessions, and we also added a couple of sessions on, she she did a 180. She just turned around. She said, I never knew that I could do the things that I can do. And she'd been doing them all of her life, but was told they were awful. She's a tall, beautiful woman, never carried herself that way, always hunched over looking at the floor. And as we got better and as we had her subconscious understand what happened, she started carrying herself really well. She was a woman that was never able to even sit at the table and eat with her family. Her son and his wife and their children, her daughter and her children, she was never able to just sit at a table and eat with them. She didn't want people looking at her when she ate. We got past that. We got so far past that, that she bought every cookbook she could find and she started cooking meals for the family and everything started turning around for her. The last time I checked in with her, and I love to check in with my clients and patients to see how they're doing. The last time I checked in with her, she had moved to a different city. She was living with her son and his wife, who is a physician, trying to get through school to do a specialty. She was cooking meals for them. They were so happy, and it was ongoing, and it's still ongoing. So I'm, I was so happy to hear about this because as being called the gutter child your whole life and realizing, hey, that's not my fault. I'm just going to be who I can be and I'm going to be better than anybody thinks I can be because I am. I can be better. She's so happy now and I haven't seen her in person for several months due to our pandemic, but I've heard from her and she's doing extremely well. And that's how it is with most of my clients. Something changes or everything changes and they carry on so much happier with their life. So the first step towards change, it's really easy to feel stuck 
with high levels of anxiety for any number of reasons. So anxiety can be a complex emotion, of course, because anxiety is an emotion. It is not a disorder. We find ourselves losing control of anxiety levels, and that's really common among human beings, especially now and what's going on now. So it's not your fault, but you're, you've, you're getting all this anxiety and, it, and you don't know what to do with it. I've never met a single person who was not capable of change. I've actually never met a single person who wasn't already experiencing constant change every day. Most of all, without realizing it, and perhaps maybe not in the direction they were looking for, but change nonetheless. So when I deal with clients, I always look to remove the particular barriers of belief that are in the way. So like any belief, we have adopted it for a reason. And if we wish to change that belief, we might have to challenge that reason. Here are the most common reasons I hear. Number one, I didn't ask to feel this way, but yet I do. I'm not doing it deliberately, so there must be something wrong with me. Number two, I've really tried to stop feeling this way, but it just doesn't work. There's got to be something wrong with me, right? Number three, I've been told by a professional that I have a disorder, so there's something wrong with me. Number four, I have been like this for so long now, I'm really not sure it's even possible to change. There's something wrong with me. Do you see a pattern here? You can see that theme developing, right? So in truth, in most instances, the only thing that's wrong with the person in front of me is that they believe that they cannot change this. A lot of the time when they let go of that belief and entertain the possibility of change, they very quickly find that there's nothing wrong with them that they can't correct. And it's not that you need fixing. You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. You just need a change of mindset. You need a change of those patterns of behavior. The good news is that by the time we get in a room together or on a Zoom call together, part of them has already acknowledged and entertained the possibility of change. Otherwise, they would not be there. My job is to simply spread that message to all the other parts, all the other parts of the mind, which will travel to the body. So where are you on this journey? Are you stuck? Do you believe you can change? Here are some tips that might help you navigate all of this and cope with some of the pressure. Number one, and I know that you know this, but do you practice it? Remove negativity. Remove negative words, actions, negative beings, negative words, actions, and beings, and change your conversation. So politics and COVID, right? Those aren't the only conversations we can have, seriously. Try and have a different conversation with people. Turn off the news for a while and tune into something more lighthearted. 
Because after all, we can keep up with what's going on, but we also become like the sum of people we surround ourselves with. As you know, that's the very truth. Number two, get outside. Go and see nature. Be with nature. Even if it's raining or snowing, put on the jacket, the boots, slosh around in the puddles. Being in nature will always, always do so much for your physical and mental health. Look up at the sky. What is up there? I am thrilled and enthralled with the sun, the clouds, the moon and the stars, because all of that is who we are. So take a look, go outside, go outside and feel the outdoors. Number three, manage your fear and your decisions. So maybe you're fearful right now, rightly so, but you can't make decisions from fear. That's never a good option. Those kinds of decisions will be hasty, they'll be fast and rash, and usually you regret them down the line, right? So kind of rationalize your fears, even write them down so you can look at them objectively. Works every time. Next, find a support network. Look for people, seek out people who lift you up, who are not energy vampires. They don't suck the energy out of you. Nobody needs that, right? Don't feel selfish for doing this. You have to conserve your own emotional energy. That's far from selfish. Now, last but not least, do something to benefit your health every day. So it doesn't matter. There's a magnitude, there's a plethora of things that you can do. Pick something to focus on for one day, one day at a time. It could be getting in more water, one day. It could be getting an extra hour of sleep. It could be swapping out some of those cookies and unhealthy snacks for something better, something nutritious. Write down your thoughts. Do a meditation. Have a walk. Set up a regular bedtime routine. This is not your fault. None of this is your fault. So taking care of you is much more important than that unsolvable puzzle. And last, you're doing better than you think. You are, you're doing better than you think. We're right now during the pandemic, we are in troubled times. We're having to stay home, parent, teach. We are trying to do everything. We're trying to keep our businesses going even though we can't go to work. When we want to help and care for the ones we love, we can't actually be in the same room with them sometimes. So it's easy to feel like we're just achieving nothing. Here's your message. It's a pretty simple moral to the story. Keep going. You're asked to either achieve the impossible right now or live a life that's totally alien to you. Well, of course it's gonna take time to adjust. Like I said, keep going. Every day you do better. And every moment that passes, you're adapting to this brand new way of life brand new way of life. Keep going. Nothing's ever going to be the same again. I'm pretty darn sure of that. And remember, do not beat yourself up because if you do, you'll be the only one not realizing how hard you're trying and how much you are achieving in the face of difficult times. Keep 
going. Now, it is easy to notice the things that you think you did wrong, the things that happened to you, the things that didn't get done. Remember, those are the unsolvable things. Let them go. Let it go. I'm not going to sing that song right now, but let it go. It's all too easy to overlook the awesome things that you achieve every single day. When you look in that mirror, you just have to see, yeah, I made it. I made it. So keep going. You're doing better than you think. And when it comes to those unsolvable puzzles, you know what to do. We just talked about it. And remember, you can always reach me on my website, www.sptheMindMechanic.com. You can also reach me at this email, controlfitness, all one word, at aol.com. Thanks, you guys, and I'll see you next time. Bye.